Joining us in the studio to give us an update on Collingwood Council is the mayor of Collingwood, His Worship, Brian Saunderson. Brian, always great to have you back. Good morning, guys. It's good to see both the Johns. Uh, now, let's start off with something that I, I have to do, because uh, last week, uh, uh, Councillor uh, Bob Madigan was in the studio, and I apologized to him, and I dutifully owe you the same apology. Uh, back in the day when you uh, mentioned the Collingwood Inquiry, and uh, Bob Madigan was uh, right there, uh, pr- another proponent of it, uh, I was not in favor of it. I thought $2 million is an excessive amount of money to spend on something that, what are we going to learn from it? Uh, clearly, uh, you guys know more about things than I do because, boy, the stuff that's coming out of the inquiry is, uh, I think, shocking is is probably a good term. Uh, I, I, I asked him the same question. Uh, so first of all, my apologies. I'm totally 100% in, in favor of your decision to push for the inquiry. I think it's a great idea, and I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. And I think other municipalities around us are glad you're doing this. I think the political system is going to be happy that we're doing this. So congratulations on, on getting a, a well-deserved apology from me. Well, I'll accept that on behalf of, uh, of council because that was a council decision sure. and it was a bold one. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think you're absolutely right, John. Did you know, and I asked Bob about this, he kind of intimated maybe, he was very cagey, uh, as, as Bob Madigan can be. Uh, I asked, did you know more than you could tell at the time that this stuff did is the stuff that you're seeing coming out of the inquiry, coming out of the foundation document, uh, some of the discussions that are happening. Did you have a feeling? Did you know that this stuff was there, but you couldn't say it, and you needed the inquiry to do it? Or are you as shocked as we are when you're seeing some of these, uh, some of the findings that they're having? I wouldn't say we had uh, a lot of inside information. Uh, we would have had more information than the general public. Sure. Uh, but you'll recall that we went through a number of con- uh, consultants yes. uh, when we were looking at the CPSB and the Shared Services Agreement. And that snowballed into looking in at uh, our relationship with the Collis family companies. There are four companies. One of them is inactive. And, uh, and the interplay there and how they reported back to, to council and really the, the lack of information that was coming back to council. And so we then had uh, uh, three lawyers, uh, the town solicitor, Mark Roger, our energy lawyer, and uh, then ultimately Mr. McDowell, uh, look at it from the lawyer's perspective and, and uh, tell us whether the flow of information and the type the, the events and the sequence of events that we knew uh, really, uh, you, know, you know, raised any red flags. And they absolutely did. But, uh, you know, you'll recall that a large piece of the puzzle was that we couldn't get information. Right. And uh, so in the face of the lack of that information and the other attempts, and it was an evolution, we spent three and a half years trying to get that information and trying to find out what happened. And we also had players at the council table who were involved in these series of events, and uh, they didn't seem either to be willing to tell us or able to tell us uh, what had happened. And uh, at the end of the day, it really became a decision to either just abandon the whole thing and let it lie or to uh, to make the decision to have the judicial inquiry and find out what happened. And that was the decision that council made. And, uh, and, and as you say, I think the, the events to date with the foundation document and the testimony that we've heard from and the witnesses that we've heard from have certainly painted a picture that uh, is very disturbing. Does any of it shock you? Uh, Councillor Madigan said he wasn't. He's not even really paying attention to it. He's going to wait till the end because that's basically might as well. Are you following it? Are you kind of keeping track of what's happening? Oh, absolutely. I am following it. Uh, and the testimony, uh, if you don't have time to watch it, you can read it. There's mm-hmm. transcripts that are put out daily. 
and uh, I am very much engaged in in uh, in monitoring the um, the hearings. I have not personally attended. I've watched some live stream. Uh, you know, we all have busy schedules, but where you can fit it in, I think it is a it is a learning experience. And to uh, to watch this process in action, uh, taxpayers are paying for this. So. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's uh, something that uh, is going to pay dividends. As I said before, it's an investment in the structure of our government and our accountability. And so I would encourage people absolutely to take the time to tune in now and then to uh, read the foundation document or parts of it and to uh, read some of the transcripts because it really is showing that uh, that uh, there there were big problems, I think, in, in how this transaction was done. And you have to remember that this isn't... Uh, um, an exercise in trying to uh, to lay blame or fault. What it is trying to do is uh, look at how the uh, transactions were done and was it the best practices municipally or were things wrong and how can we fix those? That is the, really the mandate of this inquiry. Whether or not any criminal charges or other civil actions might arise out of the findings of uh, Justice Morocco is a whole other topic. But that could, it could lead into it. Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. If if the type, if the evidence comes out and uh, mm-hmm. Justice Morocco makes findings that could suggest uh, these things, then uh, I mean there is a parallel police investigation that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the police may do something with this information as well. And uh, and because uh, as I understand it, it, with the police investigation, which has been on for a very long time and resulted in nothing so far, um, I understand it that maybe they couldn't get some of the information that the inquiry is able to get. Yes, and that's why the inquiry was the, uh, the big decision uh, mm. because they, the inquiry, Justice Morocco, the commissioner, has the ability to compel uh, the, the disclosure of documents. So we had a dearth of documents, and now we have over 400,000. <laughs> uh, and I gather they're still coming in based on the comment of Mr. McDowell when he was cross-examining uh, Ian Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so, and then to compel the witnesses to come and give their testimony so maybe it may assist the police. Uh, certainly we know from the ITO document that goes back to July of 2014, the police were swearing informations to get warrants to look for our, uh, other uh, documents. So we don't know where the police trail led them. I think it is, you know, and I've said this before, there's a high level of frustration that uh, we pay a large part of our budget to policing. And uh, there's been an OPP investigation for six years and seeming to be bumping along. And now we're investing municipal tax dollars in this judicial inquiry. But that said, this is part of the process, and uh, and I think uh, this is a healthy process, not just for Collingwood, but 330 other odd municipalities mm. in Ontario that have less than 50,000. That uh, y- y- this is not a unique situation. It, the context is is probably seen in many of these different uh, smaller municipalities and governance with the increase in offloading from the federal and provincial governments, the mandates of local council, and the budgets are becoming increasingly. Uh, 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 more um, uh, larger and uh, mm. more sophisticated. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, uh, thank you for your, your comments on the inquiry. Let's talk about uh, the provincial government uh, and some of this offloading. Um, are you starting to get a little ticked off at this point? Yes. I, well, I think this is. You're talking sort of about the libraries and the, libraries, and the planning and, changes and, and, and all it seems sorts like of there's going to be more coming down the pipe. No, I think you're right. And uh, in the background of all this is looming the what they're calling the provincial review, and right. calling what is one of two, or Simcoe County is one of two uh, county governments, Oxford County and uh, Simcoe County, that are under part of this review that are looking at regional governments. And uh, and I think that that is going to be very significant. And at the county, we've struck two task force 
is uh, one is looking at governance model. In other words, how will the governance of Simcoe County look, um, or, or could it be changed? And uh, service delivery. So we're looking for efficiencies. So things like the cuts to the library, I think, are important uh, because libraries, our library, is an incredible local institution that's. Uh, um, serves uh, such a diverse range of uh, of our population, and uh, and and uh, has really been sort of a bellwether for us on some of our social uh, socioeconomic issues here in town. And uh, so these provincial cuts are coming in the context of a very large uh, macro look at uh, how our governance is delivered on the ground here. And uh, and so there could be very big changes coming up. Uh, the plan is that they're going to release this report by the AMO conference, which would be the third week of August. And we could see drastic changes in service delivery and drastic changes in what our boundaries look like. Uh, Simcoe County could look very different. Mm. Does that frighten you? I think, uh, well, the short answer is yes, because this type of change on that type of magnitude is, uh, it, it could be very impactful for our taxpayers. And in the discussions I'm having with uh, local residents is, you know, they're, they're, uh, any kind of look at finding efficiencies in the delivery of services is a good thing. But when it's coming uh, and down the pipe so quickly and uh, seems to have been done, the agenda seems to be very on a very fast track. These are very significant changes. And so undertaking these types of changes without first, uh, in my opinion, delving into sort of evidence-based, looking at how these changes would impact the public, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But it certainly leaves us at risk, yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk about the new website. Uh, I happened to manage to uh, get on it earlier this week. Uh, wow, it looks great, and the speed is incredible. It's, it is fantastic. And uh, so shout out to Adam Ferguson and uh, all our staff. I think Claire Almas has been involved in this and her staff as well. And uh, it's been a, a corporate-wide exercise because everyone's had to get their information in. But, yeah, it is, I think, a, a just an incredible uh, improvement uh, for, over our former website. And uh, I would encourage everyone to get on there and to browse it. Uh, there is a... Um, a platform called Engage Collingwood, and uh, you can get on there and sign up, and you'll be then, uh, and we can push out surveys, questionnaires, uh, and you can give us your feedback on on various issues. Uh, so I think it's a very interactive website, and uh, so part of our mandate for this uh, council in, ter- in changing its customer service. So that is anything from answering the phone to giving clients, uh, customers uh, information mm-hmm. to uh, being able to pay online, getting uh, permits, getting permits um, and then as well to getting out information and interacting to you. Because really, uh, municipal politics, and I've said this before, it's really a civic dialogue and it's a two-way street. So we have to be uh, accessible uh, to the public so that they can reach us in any number of ways from walking into town hall, picking up the phone or going online. There should be a phone app, I think coming out soon. So we're really pushing this as part of our customer service agenda and to making ourselves accessible and open. Mm-hmm. And it looks fantastic too. Uh, coming up very soon, the mayor's uh, challenge cup, an annual golf tournament. Yes, that's coming up on Thursday, August 15th. It will be at blue mountain golf and country club. And uh, it's in support of Special Olympics and another uh, charity that we've yet to determine. And uh, so it's all about community youth initiatives. And uh, if you want more information, you just uh, go to www.mayorsgolfchallenge.ca to learn more and to register. And the registration opened, I think, about a week or two ago. And I think we have already 40 uh, golfers signed up. So uh, it'll be a great day. We've booked the weather. It's going to be sunny and warm.
Mayor Saunderson, the mayor of Collingwood, Ontario. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Great to see you again.